Hello. Welcome to Grab Matters Podcast, hosted by Mike Linkwit. And um, yeah, this is it. This is where we uh, talk a bunch of shit and get hung up on shit and, I don't know, say things over and over and um, expect them to change, and they won't. So, welcome to Insanity. Right on. Just repackaged for you. Okay. Well, in the meantime, we'll get going here in a second, but uh, please enjoy listening to the uh, Rad Matters Orchestra, a.k.a. One Man Band, consisting of me, metal fucking pipe bitches. So, yeah, been a lot of pissing and moaning lately. I mean, on my end, I, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about out there, um, but yeah, just being a little self-conscious on my end, a lot of pissing and moaning lately, um, Jesus Christ, man, get it fucking together, likely it won't, but you know, we can all aim for the moon, and we'll cut that off, okay, so, yeah, what I'd like to do is just get one... One recording all the way through. Um, I'll put a couple bits and pieces together here and there, but uh, it's just cleaner. And then, um, you know, try and, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just trying to make it clean enough that where I don't even have to think about it afterwards. And then if, uh, if, if I ever go kind of live that angle, whatever, I don't even know that that entails at this point, but I'm kind of set up to go live because um, I I just kind of feel like what I say is <clears throat> what what uh what goes on. Like uh, yeah, don't get me wrong, I've, I do plenty of uh, recordings and you know delete them or don't even delete them, just sit on them for a minute because I think, God damn man, I'm fucking funny. There's some funny shit in there, bro. What? Um, Oh, lost my whole train of thought, but I may not really know what I'm saying, but I know what I'm saying. Know what I'm saying? Um, so really though, like going forward, I, you know, let's just jump right into it. Team dudes, there needs to be like a working class professional snowboarder, you know, I don't know how, uh, how else you'd put it, like a white collar or blue collar, whatever, fucking just, um, it can't just be the 99 percenters and one percenters forever. And then like before, if you ever get up to the 1%, you just kind of like clug around and, you know, kind of barely missing deals or barely making deals for a little while and then you know it's not clean it's like you got to keep one foot in the industry you know sell the fuck out i mean that's um it's not why you snowboarded but fuck man at the end of the day if you're putting all this time effort uh you know fucking blood and whatever into uh snowboarding you should if money's being made off of you then you should you know you should uh, be in. You know, if a dime bag sells in the fucking park, I want my piece. 
you know, that's my take on it. No, um, no, but it, it's, uh, yeah, it's a big, it's kind of a mind fuck for a minute. Like, Oh, well, I'm going pro, man. It's something I love to do. Just, yeah, get over that shit and start to look at it. Like, you know, most of your friends that maybe went through college or didn't, um, fuck any job they're working at or working towards, yeah, they're working towards something. And any, any thing they're doing that with, they, they have health insurance, they have uh, 401k, like all sorts of shit that, you know, you just don't think about. Maybe some do. I, I know I didn't. I know a lot of people like me didn't. And, you know, that's, um, that's what happens when you, you know, kind of like play with fire your whole life. I get it. Like, um, but man, it's, uh, it's just, you know, at this day and age when, um, like, a pro rider's shelf life is that of, uh, like seasonal fruit, the fucking organic market, you know, it just rots by the time you get home, you know, you're like, fuck man. Um, there's gotta be, uh, I don't know. There's just gotta be some long, longer plays in mind. There's gotta be a little, little bit of longevity, a little bit of um, collaboration or collusion with just everybody talks anyways. It's not like what I'm saying, like, yeah, all these heads need to get together. We need to live stream it. And I'm just saying, shoot each other a fucking email or something, you know, like, but you know, when everybody comes out with the same dude on the cover, I know a cover shot of anything would be just a, I mean, it's like a unicorn right now. I get it. But yeah, this was you know five short, six short years ago. Um, magazines up until they f- fell to the ashes basically reigned supreme. You know, you know, Katsu. Okay, Katsu, uh, that fucking Japanese kid, super good. You know, I'm not saying anything about him, fuck, other than what I've seen, he's gnarly. Um, but. Uh, just how he, uh, I, I just remember at the time he had like, I don't know, five or seven covers at the same time. Not like Yo uh, Ingmar style where it was like, it was kind of a turning point. It was like no one ever did that. So that's going to be shot from many kind of different angles, AKA all, all the same angle and, um, on a bunch of shit. And I get that. That's like a milestone. But, you know, as, as good as this kid was and is, you know, this, it, he was, you know, it was just cover shots of sick method, you know, sick cover shots, like best photographers, not like, but it was just like too much. <clears throat> can't we, um, can't we have a little foreplay? Can't we, you know, it's like, I've seen that happen so many times where, it's, you know, the the light that burns, you know, twice as fast, burns out twice as fast. And it, it just happens automatic every time snowboarding. It, it just get, like, shoved through. And uh, it, it's got to be the point now. I, I think now you just get a, a card that expires on the year from the day you get it. 
And, it, you know, it just says written on there, you know, if injured, expires immediately. But, it, you know, that that's about it. You know, you could do 10, 12 years coming up working as a, I don't know, lift up, fucking doing lessons or um, fucking, I, you know, whatever way you, you come up. And then you kind of finally, you know, this, this uh, what do you call it? Your your tippy top is just a twelve month run, and then doesn't matter what age you were when you got it. That card you'll never you'll never get it again, and um, doesn't matter how good you are. Doesn't matter if you win a bunch of contests later, um, and you know you, you don't want to get like you know partial of the card because it's still the same rules. You know, if you, uh, I don't know, just borrow a friend that went on to the one percenters and he gave you your old, his old 99% card. Um, yeah, I don't know, I'm just fucking around. But just saying that there's got to be middle ground, you know. Not, you know, it's kind of like one dude is paid out like, you know, 10, 20 grand a month on every brand, but it's the same dude, basically same two dudes, the rider, I guess, you know, you got to have, take some responsibilities on. You can't just be like, just fucking just ripping at all times. You got to, you know, make some phone calls, email some people, um, address adults, look them in the eye. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think there's a big um, kind of connections loss when when you're dealing with agents, for sure. Like, there, there's no need for an agent unless, you know, it's, you know, uh, I don't know, life-changing money, like Sean White money. Like, fuck you for forever money. When, when it's like that, yeah. Get some fucking agents. Get some people. But, you know, if if you can't, um, you know, I, I don't know, uh, drum up a grand a month for yourself, you know, talking your own, you know, it's, yeah, it gets uncomfortable just having this basically say shit about yourself every once in a while. But, like, at the end of the day, cool. You know, these brands then know where you're coming from and you they respect that and they respect that you respect yourself and and you, you you form a little relationship and when you're in town you might stop by and you know, you might um fucking, you know, I don't know, play footsies over the phone with the uh with the secretary over the years, you know, calling the T M all the time. Whatever. But, but like that, all that shit's lost. And that's kind of cool. That's kind of those things, you know, like where the rider becomes part of the brand, part of the family. Um, but that not always lost, but a lot of times lost when, you know, you when you have somebody walking in the door, you know, just kind of like, I, I like I said, you know, Sean White money, if you're making 28 grand a year and for whatever reason you should be making fucking Sean White money, by all means, get every agent, get them all. But, you know, for the most part, 
if you're a kid getting free gear and fucking travel budget shit like that like handle your shit dude like you you got to be able to make a fucking phone call or an email this goes a long way it's, it's like you know like it, i'll reiterate it kind of uh brings you into the brand into the fold a little bit um and it, you know it, it's like they're uh it's got to be longer term things like uh, contracts in that it, it's hard to even market uh, a writer as a brand, you know, doing advertising and doing different seasons. And it'll take two, three seasons just to get the, uh, the name association with a brand and a name and, you know, just things like that. It's like it, that stuff takes a second to really establish and you don't want to, um, you know, just how a bunch of people you have for a year because you feel like, you know, they're going to bounce or ask for too much or, you know, that again, that's, that's the, the agent, but at the same time, there does have to be a degree of professionalism. Never do what I've done a thousand times. And that is like, you know, Hey man, we're, we're a small brand. We can't really afford, to pay you yet but you know we'll we'll take care of you in time you know as we grow that shit never happens you never get your payout you build these brands build themselves on your back on on what you're doing and you're doing that anyways because you're like me you're you know if, you, if you're dealing with like way outside industry shit you know things like i don't know nestle chevron or fucking i don't know time watch i don't know just different stuff like that kind of like different uh tax brackets you're dealing with whole different tax brackets yeah get an agent if you're dealing with whole different corporations that um dwarf you know the biggest in the snowboard industry then yeah you should have somebody um agenting you know in one way it's like yeah you would like you know kind of need an agent to navigate you know bigger corporate deals but then it's like uh you would like to think the agent isn't just you know pounding on doors like you know check this deal out this will work for you and like we'll do this and he'll do that you do this it's more shit that is just kind of happening like okay we're already sinking you know 10 million into blah 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 ads and da 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 and doing this and um yeah you definitely need uh need somebody to hold your hand through that but otherwise you know a grand maybe two grand a month or travel budget shit just product you you should have a relationship with the team manager it, that it matters it like um you know in a lot of cases i don't know i, I remember like jack Coglin. he was he was probably the best he, he was like you know almost too close to everyone um not quite the full nightmare scenario you know you might get with a let's just say grenade type situation you know where everyone's just buddies with everyone and then just the whole thing blows apart and everyone gets fucked um yeah and that'll be a fun one to explore soon anytime um i just have to get some uh what do you call it 
get Danny on the line, basically. I, I do really want to, uh, that, that, that's kind of like the last great era or, or kind of in a way movement in snowboarding. It's just fucking gold. Like, uh, it's, you know, it's the whole like story and looking back on it, it's aged like wine, you know, it's like, yeah, it, it's looking good these days to, to explore that, like how fucking, how backwards did that shit get? Um, but you know, it, at the end of the day, I, I just remember you say the same D day days. Um, I remember I went to, to ISPO, um, in Munich for a trade show and it was, uh, yeah, it was like the last day, Sunday or whatever. Everyone's kind of breaking down and, uh, you know, me like the, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. The such a tard, but anyways, um, I just remember seeing Danny over at the grenade booth and this was like, you know, 2015, you know, he been in two, maybe what was it? Two Olympics. I know got silver in two Olympics, you know, like he's a fucking Olympian, you know, nowhere else in that building, that whole ISPO building was an Olympian, like breaking down a booth, you know, let's put it that way. And I, I just, you know, I've always liked Danny cause he's fucking rad. I knew him way before he fucking, you know, was the next baby Jesus. And, um, yeah, I actually do want to catch up with him on, on the grenade grenade. It's, it's so ridiculous. How many, how many people just kind of, you know, just latched onto that thing, moved out West fucking, you know, we're all friends. We're going to work together. What? He fucked who? What? Oh my God. He goes, how much money? Why? That, uh, that it, but at the same time, it was like in the, what was it? Oh, two Olympics in Salt Lake. And, you know, Ross powers was, he was poised to win basically. I mean, you, you knew Danny might knock him, but he was, Ross was kind of poised. Um, uh, and yeah, he, and Ross fucking, he's such a, he's such a badass. Like he's so cool. Um, I met him like probably a year after I met him before that, but like I went to a U.S. open like a year after that Olympics and hung out with him, went to his house with him and it was sick, dude. Like he's just a fucking good old boy, but you know, he was very clean cut, very, uh, kind of even that at that time very east coast pipe oriented um very technical um uh a different style and then danny who kind of came from the same area you know really um he just like just came riding high like came in swinging with the fucking him and all his dudes they they're skaters and they like Dan, I can say for Danny's brother, like those two dudes, <clears throat> really good skaters. Like they're like, you know, like, uh, same with Mark Frank. Mark Frank was an exceptional, exceptionally good skater. Benny Pellegrino. Oh, was that? 
I don't know why I'm saying all this, just shouting out skater names. Levi out in Utah. No, but no, they, it does make a difference uh, to me. I don't know. Um, Danny's fucking, uh, yeah, he's super cool. Um, I just would love to hear the ins and outs of that mess and, and how a dingo led them all. Like how, and how, how did that guy end up like fucking Kardashians and shit like that? Like dingo really like the dude that I got to chant white power the last time he emceed the U S open dingo. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. Like he rolls with some, he rolls with some fools, right? Um, but yeah, no one cares. It's cool. Um, but Danny came in when kind of snowboarding needed some, someone or something most, you know? Um, and he just totally tipped everything at the, at the Olympics and just his whole crew. It was like, I remember watching that footage. I was out in Tahoe actually filming that movie triple X with, uh, I was with, um, Jeremy Jones and we were watching it, you know, live and shit. And just the grenade crews, like, they kept it so fucking real. It was it was too funny. It was like, um, it, at that moment, like, I was proud. I was, like, stoked to be a snowboarder at that point. I think that's the last time I felt that feeling <laughs> in, in a long time anyways. But, yeah, Danny's... uh you know, born, born of this sport almost, you know, um, had some highs, had some lows, even moved to fucking Portland. It, you know, a- anywhere he moved, everybody moved, you know, like, um, yeah, he, he's, uh, that very millennial fucking Portland group, you know, thanks Danny. Right on bro. Fucking, um, but yeah, he's awesome. I can't wait to talk to him at some point. And uh, it'll be like this. Hello, Danny. Hello. Hello. Huh. The line went dead. Huh. Um, no. He, uh, yeah, we we skated long, long before we snowboarded together. And um, I think we have a mutual mutual respect there. And uh, But yeah, he's badass. And, you know, he should be heralded, you know. A lot of, there's a lot of great men in our sport that are just kind of like still there and they love snowboarding. They maybe they've stepped away, maybe they're kind of like in it, but fucking great dudes that shaped a fucking you know an awesome activity, just kind of refined it. You know, um, I don't know, yeah, you know, the P, like Peter Line, like come on. It's it's odd that um, to me, I I just I think really really highly of Pete, um, and what he did to the, for the sport and just his style like his, I I really admire people that uh, ride their own way you know, just have just do, you know, um, he does other things his own way too like we we're on a trip in. Uh, New Zealand one time, and um, it was back when he had porn mags, and so I had a porn mag or two, and uh, about halfway through the trip, he took a Sharpie and just fucking um, art geeked out 
over this whole fucking format like these chicks just spreading just all kind of gnarly but he would just draw like dolphin faces and like the most fucked up shit he like almost made it to where i couldn't jack off for like a year or something it was like you know anytime i'd look at uh porn images it wasn't until the internet and you know the images were moving that i could uh finally get back to my my jack but um no he's awesome he's fucking yeah there's a lot of uh great dudes in our sport johan olofsson another great man um i i think i don't say uh a lot of these guys lasted a couple of years and but most didn't and and uh like johan and mickey albin those two were cut off like you know it's almost like they died some tragic deaths at 23 or something it's you know because all we think of them is you know that footage from back then but like mickey was so fucking special watching him ride you know like he he was so sick and just the uh the uh no bullshit bravado of fucking johan is just fucking yeah just very uh very great and celebrate these great great men you sons of bitches but in the meantime just you know completely blow it um try to try to uh see if you can't break everything up kind of based on maybe gender shit like that you know race yeah that's always cool to bring into a sport because it's a sport we like to race you know that's why i used to say about the racers back in the day you know they're racist fucking they race all day i don't know that's that's what they did that's why i didn't survive um but uh you know if if you if you love the sport you love to the industry or into it because you know how much you love it then you gotta you gotta uh what do you call it do the right thing for it you gotta protect it sometimes not just let it get you know just you know have a train run on it like everyone pounded out at the fucking you just i don't know there's got to be some uh some mystery left you know there's got to be uh you don't do a bunch of interviews in one year you do one interview a year you do one to you know if you know you're getting a cover which you typically do um but just you know be stoked on that you know like if you got another two three at the same time yeah sure you might be running a little bit you know hotter that month but in the long run say four years down the line um when you know nobody nobody picks up your phone calls anymore that's when you'd want those covers to be kind of spread out a little bit so it doesn't just you know just max out like a fucking fireworks display on the fourth of july just like going along with the music and just dun, 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 dun. um just everybody breathe you know if, <laughs> I, uh, definitely, um, like, okay. The, the other thing I was thinking about with agents is, you know, like if, if you're, if you're doing some, you know, 
way out of industry sponsorship deals, you know, Nestle shit like that. Um, yeah, get, get a fucking agent or a one-time agent. You don't want an agent dealing with in industry shit. You just don't, you kind of a, in my head, like kind of a buffoon if you can't deal with, you know, you, you, because really you're going to make that fuck you money from outside the industry. That's corporate. Like, you know, the, the snowboard brands, you know, if, if you're fucking top 10 pipe rider, top 10 fucking whatever slope style fucking, um, dork fest contest, uh, if you know, supernatural tour, um, all that shit, you know, uh, you might want to think about getting fucking sick corporate sponsors, whatever, take it all, but at least keep, you know, like keep your foot strapped to a fucking snowboard, meaning keep one foot solid in the industry, you know, um, like say with Sean White, even it's like he didn't have, I mean, it's like, yo, he sold out. Well, you know, at that point, Sean White was riding for like Burton and Volcom, both of which, you know, probably, probably billion dollar year companies, both of them, if not close. And what's, you know, at that point, what's the difference between a billion dollar year company and a multi-billion dollar year company? And, you know, he didn't have one foot like solid in the industry. There's nobody that like could kind of keep up with him and just kind of, you know, grab by the shoulders every once in a while and just be like, hey, shitwig, fucking calm down. Just take a breath, you know. Um, you're, uh, you're kin in like 200 years from now still aren't going to have to pay for their own college. So you're good. You're doing good. Let's just take a breather. But, you know, let's just say, for example, if he rode for fucking like Stepchild or, I don't know, just maybe dinosaurs will die. I don't know why I'm saying these Canadian companies. Um, But just thinking like if he had the Sean Johnson in his ear keeping him in line, it's like having Burton and Volcom as the two brands that are kind of like, keeping you tied to the industry forget it it's like those are the biggest biggest brands kind of biggest sellout brands and and um in my head it's like once nobody kind of in the industry has his ear anymore solid like you know can just you know grab him by the ear basically um is when it's easy to just kind of slip off and just yeah basically everyone in your corner at that point is you know they're looking out for your best interest but basically only uh your financial best interest because that's all they care about because they all make something off of it and you know i'm just saying like you know when when you're at a point of of that you know talking tens hundreds of millions you're surrounded by financial people that know really good financial shit, but you also, you know, just think if he had Sean Johnson just holding it down, just like, what are you doing? Fucking, you know, or just someone 
that he could trust from the industry that knows, okay, this guy's got my back. Fucking, I'm going to be going through some shit. Uh, I need a tether to reality. Because he didn't have that, not with our industry. You know, it was the second he kind of maybe turned his back a little bit. And and then it was like, you know, it's like everybody just kind of like ganged up on him. I don't know. I was kind of looking for one thing that he did. I don't know, you know, there's some sexual harassment shit with his uh, ex-bandmate, some fucking, some clam, some chick, you know, in a rock band. Um, she was like, yeah, he, you know, tried to domineer, or like hit on me. It's like, no, nah, you guys are probably just watching like um, uh, two girls in a cup on, on the you know, $20 million fucking uh, tour bus. You guys are sitting on all together. It's like, you know, I don't know Sean well, but I think I know him good enough to be like, fuck, he wasn't, come on. It's like, he can pull way better tail than some drummer in his fucking band. Give me a break. And even if it is true, you know, that guy's kind of, He's he's got nothing but uh nothing but net for a good decade now, you know. He definitely would uh think at a certain point that you could get away with fucking the drummer in your band. Um but I, I just doubt it and I just think you know, uh, I just kinda read something in the news about him uh again. I was trying to figure out why everyone hates him and it's kinda kinda because um uh, it's just everybody's jealous and everybody like I love the the friends crew the like no I and friends crew they don't like him you know no he didn't share his peach part he like fuck you guys like you telling me if you didn't get the same offers Sean did to go build some fucking you know super crazy pipe airbag all this shit just to go make more shitloads of money and learn a trick and kind of dominate the fucking competition from it. You're telling me you wouldn't have done that. You would have been like, no, it's all about my friends. <sighs> um, so full of shit. Cause the second you guys found out he was doing that, you y'all went and did it yourself. And I mean, this is from the outside. I, I don't know the ins and outs of that. I don't care to know. I just see it like, um. Yeah, you know, you'd say Tony Hawk's, you know, so big, he's bigger than skateboarding and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, most skaters in the world, by most, I mean, like, most, would jump at a chance to either watch Tony Hawk skate or go skate with him. Like, um, it, same can't be said about, like, Sean White. Most snowboarders would, you know, they'd, like, spit, down, spit on him or... It's just so fucking weird, it, you know. That that fucking mutant kid doesn't know any better, you know. Like his mom didn't know any better. What the fuck he's supposed to do with this ginger freak of nature talent that had more drive than anybody could ever imagine, you know? I remember seeing him at uh, like say t- he's probably ten years old at the one of the Wendell's ramp configurations and it was just me and him and you know he we were both trying to land something but like 
he had like the entourage of like 30 of the uh, industry's finest. You know, we're not talking like, um, we're not talking like junior TMs at this entourage. We're talking like, you know, fucking CEOs and players. Um, no, it, it was, it's like every day, it's just 20, 30 people with them all at 10 years old. All that pressure, all, you know, he knew why they were there. But like the one day when I saw him just trying to make this trick and just seeing this drive and just going, wow, he's got a gnarlier drive than any of those people over there could even imagine. Like, you know, that's why I kind of stopped thinking he may be, you know, super gnarly drug addict in a couple of years or probably the gnarliest snowboarder. And um, I, I stopped thinking about the drugs at that point. Just I just saw this drive in him. It was this personal drive and it was just me and him on the ramp. And, and I was like, fuck, that's dope. Like I just really respected it and always have. And, uh, you know, like, for, so from day one, there he was at, you know, 10 years old, just getting, and again, his mom, there, there was no roadmap how to do this. Did she do some, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe did his brother, was he, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But like, I know that no one's ever done what that kind of family's done before. It's like pulled some Kardashian type shit, except, you know, based on talent, um, it's it's pretty mesmerizing. I, I would like to think that snowboarding as a whole and Sean White as a, a entity thing, you know, it's like skateboarding. It's like Tony Hawk is the skateboarding's biggest asset. That's how Sean White should be in snowboarding. You know, um, you know, look at even like say Ryan Sheckler, like ten, fifteen years ago, like. Uh, People just clowned on him. He didn't give a fuck. He was just like, blah, blah. But now he's like a core skater. He's put in years, and people see that. And, you know, he's given the second chance. You know, you would never think 10, 15 years ago he would even, you know, be in Thrasher ever on on any level. But, you know, he's just one of the boys now. And that that's sick to see because they grow up and yeah it's like yeah i don't know i hope he kicks all your fucking dorky asses in the pipe though um i just like hearing about how bad of a sport he is and shit like that because if he doesn't win it'd be fucking funny to watch that too but i i like the kid he's another one i'd like to get on here and and uh have a chat with uh I never really want to interview people. I just want to bullshit with them and record it and not tell them. <laughs> uh, yeah, the um, <clears throat> the unwavering hatred of uh, Sean White is it's it's pretty. Uh, it's almost impressive. It's like you know, you go down a bunch of check boxes for me. Like hate gingers. Yep. Know-it-all millennials that are better than you? Yep. Uh, you know, it's just going to, from there, going down the list. I, yeah, I never say uh, more attractive. No, fuck no. I'm way better looking than that fucking, yeah. Is it ginger? <laughs> I mean, it sucks. I got to, yeah, compete with gingers on, a, on looks. But, hey, 
I'll, uh, I'll take what I can get. And, you know, this farmer used to say, I ain't gay, but I ain't picky either. So, yeah, let's carry on. Um, yeah, Sean, you know, he's fucking, uh, he's a lost, lost soul out there, dude. He, he's, he's one of you guys. He's one of us. He's one of me. He's, we're all kind of the same. And he got through a different, just spit through a different pachinko machine, but, you know, ends up in the same holes at the bottom. And, um, but you know, that guy's, I mean, the pressure, just all that, like, say, I don't know, just winning the last Olympics. That was gnarly. Fucking, I don't, I don't give a fuck who you are and whatever your reasoning. Like, that was gnarly to come back like that. And fucking, you know, there's so much to learn from a dude like that for younger dudes. And, you know, not me. <laughs> fucking, I, yeah, I taught that dude everything he knows. So, you know, but... um. But for you young folk, no, he should just be an asset. He should be one of our greatest, you know. He shouldn't be, like, unwaveringly shamed forever. And, you know, it's almost like, you know, the skateboarders don't like him, so snowboarders have to really not like him, you know. Like, you guys got to prove your, your board sports fucking shit again, right? Okay, when you start to hear that, that's pretty much uh, signifying the end of uh, Rad Matters. Again, brought to you by Telos Snowboards. Pretty much the best fucking boards in the world, which is... And my unwavering wit. I'm funny as hell. I hate myself, and I want to die trying to make the world a better place for I don't know for someone at some point but definitely not the uh, the crew that's snowboarding right now I tried to make the world a better place and they fucking blew it